Hello, and welcome to the Nano Nanofilm Improv Comedy Podcast. I'm Dave Heron. This podcast is essentially a whinge fest of me whinging about the trials and tribulations, the struggles that I face on a day-to-day basis on my improv comedy journey. I've been doing improv for a number of years now, but as this podcast will testify to, I still struggle to get some of the basics nailed down and done as part of the norm in my improv comedy sets. However, I have learned from a wide range of very, very talented improvisers who've been very patient with me and understanding and have managed to impart some of their wisdom, their tricks and tips for how they have overcome some of the similar challenges I've faced with improv. So if you're looking for the place to come where you're going to get expert improv advice from a veteran improviser, you've come to the wrong place. You're basically just going to listen to me whinging. And maybe you might share some of those thoughts too. If not, I'd also be very keen to understand how you overcame some of these challenges and some of the tricks and tips you've used on your improv journey too. So today's podcast might in fact be a very short one because I'm quite limited in my ability for doing it. In short, I've found that I've got a very limited character range. My repertoire of different characters is very, very limited indeed. In fact, it's probably down to about two or three stock characters. One of them is me. One of them is a small, crouched up, small character, a little bit like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, called Potato. And another character is a very posh, stiff person who holds a handbag. Those are my three characters. And essentially, my challenge over the next 12 months to myself is to increase my repertoire. How do I increase my character range that sets them apart from some of the characters I've already got? In fact, one of the challenges I've had recently where I tried to play a smaller, low-status character was when somebody came up to me afterwards and said, was that potato you were doing? In my head, it wasn't the character, but clearly the way that I performed it, the way that I sounded lent itself to being the same stock character that I have always had. So that's my challenge over the next 12 months. So how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to try and use some techniques to develop some of these characters a little further. One of the ones that you can use is thinking about different types of animals and their movement. So take, for example, a giraffe that might have a particularly long neck and a certain way of walking with its legs. Now, you don't have to be a giraffe, but you might indeed be a human character that has some of those physical attributes. That might indeed then influence the way that the character sounds, its voice, perhaps even its accent. It's eating. If you think about how an animal might actually eat grass or leaves from a tree, the movement of the mouth when chewing gum, for example. So applying animal behavior to some of the characters is one method that I'm going to try and take on board. Another technique is using inanimate objects and uh, Stuart Moses at the British Improv Project um, a while ago showed this one and I really took it on board. Inanimate objects that you will just see around the house that you could try and imagine what it would be like if they were actually real life characters. So taking on the physical attributes they would have which would then influence the voice, their point of view on life, and everything that would follow on from that. 
Another example, which I have used before, are characters from TV and film. I have impersonated Marlon Brando's um, character in The Godfather, The Godfather, obviously, where the character was a therapist. I've also been a very, very, very Glaswegian Shrek. Now, I know the accent itself isn't from Glasgow itself, but I just thought I'd put a little bit of a twist on it. And that is a character I could take further and develop. Now, outside of improv, I do have other characters that I developed as well. And this is the strange sort of dichotomy that I have. In improv, when I'm standing on the back line on the stage, ready to come on, my mind almost goes blank. What I have managed to get slightly better at is their outlook, an emotion towards the other character. But what I haven't been able to do is develop real strong other facets of a character's identity. Outside of improv, I've got two specific characters that I have worked on and are quite strong in their identities. One is called Pylon Guy, P-Y-L-O-N Guy, a chap who just goes around looking at pylons in fields and making comments about their backstory. Another character is one called Michael O'Hare, who is an ex-CEO American businessman with strong views about the current workplace. So I do have experience in doing this outside of improv, but when I'm standing on that back line is when my mind goes blank and I need to be able to develop techniques that will help me out in the short term when I need something. And ultimately, this will all come down to me having to practice, I think, outside of improv, walking around the house at home, developing accents, developing points of view, developing the tone of the voice, physical representation too. I remember a workshop I did a few years back with a good friend of mine, George Butcher, and I distinctly remember an exercise where he asked everybody in the class to walk around being led by a particular body part. And that was really insightful. It meant that my character didn't just walk normally, but actually maybe had a pronounced nose or an elbow jutting out. It just gave a new facet to it and really stuck with me. Another thing I've tried to do recently is try and not drop the character's attributes. I was recently at a jam with a friend of mine, L, where we were both on stage, where L was an ant and I was a gorilla. Now, for a period of time, I held that gorilla pose, but I had noticed after a few minutes that I had dropped that pose. I had stopped holding the character's attributes. So trying to find a balance between doing nothing and having no character attributes versus doing something where it's nigh on impossible to hold a pose or a particular gait is the challenge I need to overcome. Because you can go to a lot of courses and workshops where they talk about performing to the best of your ability, being the best that you can. So if you're, for example, you're a dancer, you will dance to the top of your game. You will be the best dancer and not a rubbish dancer. And the same probably has to hold for characters as well. Be the best gorilla that you can be. Be the best character that you can be and hold that point of view, hold that posture, hold that accent or that voice. And so this is the big challenge that I'm going to set myself over the next 12 months. And for regular listeners of the podcast who might see me on a regular basis, you are to hold me to this and make sure that I can expand my repertoire from my three stock characters 
to a full range of multifaceted characters. That's what I'm trying to aim for over the next 12 months. But if you've got any tricks or tips beyond what I've talked about here, I'd be very, very keen to hear them. What's worked for you when you're standing at the back line and thinking what type of character should you be? What stance would you hold? What voice would you have? What point of view would you have? I'd be very, very keen to hear what works for you and see if it could work for me too. And hopefully after the next 12 months, you'll see my repertoire will have expanded to a full range of people and won't necessarily be me, Potato, and that stiff person holding a handbag. So that's it for this podcast. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.